0: Stand by for action. Every show we drop the needle on the tracks that were part of the mixed tapes and mixtapes of my 80s and 90s. Tunes that followed me on the train in the morning, on the way to my adventures on the weekend, and all the times in between. Please join me as I share a track from the record box, What I Remember a little bit of history, and a hell of a lot of nostalgia. I'm Michael, and please join me as we get Lost in 12 Inches. And... you, Chad Jackson's 1990 effort, Hear the Drummer, open brackets, get wicked, close brackets, is one of the songs I want played at my funeral. It's joyous. But enough of me talking about my inevitable demise. The Wikipedia entry for Chad Jackson's Hear the Drummer, open brackets, get wicked, close brackets, is simply consists of samples. And that's the most accurate way to describe this song. But if we want to be really pedantic, and I do, 14 samples, well, that's what my research has determined. And in my opinion, it's the combination of these samples that makes this such a fantastic track. It felt familiar the first time I heard it. And that's probably down to Fool's Gold by the Stone Roses, which uses the same drum loop and has a very similar bassline. And the rather distinctive Chuck D sample that gives the song its title. Add to that the heaping of James Brown samples. Run some cool in the, cool the game and top it off with the sax solo from Marble Whitney's Unwind Yourself. Carefully mix up all these ingredients and you have the classic that I'm talking over now. And here the one, open brackets, get with your close brackets, was a reasonable hit. Spending two weeks at number three in the UK, top ten in the Netherlands and Belgium, and even breaking the top 150 in Australia in early 1991. Six months after the track was originally lost. And when I hear this track, it takes me to the Metropole, and specifically Anceteria. This club in Cremorne on Sydney's Lower north Shore was where I spent many a Thursday night after my shift at the hotel. On, Waiting for me outside the, outside work would be Ed and Kieran, a couple of guys I went to school with, and Justine and Jess. We pile into Justine's little Corolla hatchback and travel across the bridge up the military road and go on to our regular destination, the Mohole. Now, it was a complex of shops and bars with a hotel attached. And I'd say from the style of architecture that it was built in the late 60s or maybe early 70s. we try and park on the street out across the road from the hotel and cross military road Past the pub style bar with, the, with its entrance on the street, into the shopping plaza, up the escalators to the first floor, to the left. And there it was. Dance Terrier. The guys on the door would give us an up and down look before letting us in to pay the door person the five dollar cover charge. Boom! Time to dance. And that's what we'd do for the next few hours. The club had a split-level dance floor, which we would monopolise the smaller upper level. We had baggy jeans and trainers, big t-shirts with bold prints, black bomber jackets bought from a disposal store with custom slogans embroidered on the back. Mine said something like Cybertronics 947. We were stompers, and this was our night to stomp. It was an interesting time for music, and we'd listen to a lot of hip-hop and hip-house, and watch the music videos and try to replicate some of the dance moves. We were not very good. We were not very good. Well, that's what my recollection is. It would mostly be us doing some kind of running man variation, but never synchronized. Each of us doing our own thing. I can imagine what we must have looked like to an outside observer. Ed and I always had a small bottle of talc with us that we'd spread on the dance floor to help reduce friction. And we'd slide around, feet flailing about, arms flapping, trying to look cool. And out of the three of us blokes, Ed was probably the most accomplished. He'd successfully pull off some moves, and when he got into his flow, he wouldn't look out bad. I do feel a bit sorry for the DJ who played those nights because we'd be hassling him constantly to him to play a certain track for the evening shouting at him, Hey Brooklyn Queens or Buddy or whatever was the latest song added to some mixtape we'd been playing in the car earlier in the evening. Now, being located on the North Shore Thursdays at Danceterio would also be frequented by a group of guys that we went to school with. Some of us would refer to them as glory boys, and I'm sure they really didn't get what we were doing there. As their Thursday nights usually started out up the road of the others, copious amounts of beer was consumed before they'd even got to Danceteria. They were very much on the pool. They'd come up to us, using the same attitude that they had at school. A sense of superiority that should have been left at the gates when we'd left the year before. Some of these encounters could have been a bit tense. But sometimes one of these guys would surprise us for a kind word. We didn't really drink on these nights. We were just there to dance. And when the club closed at 2am, we'd had our separate ways, with an agreement to meet the following week to do the same. But... As the year progressed, I saw Ed and Kirin less and less. And by the time I moved back into my parents' house in November, I'd lost contact with them all together. You know what? I haven't seen them since. My stomper days were over, and I was becoming a full-on rater. So, would, hear the drummer, open bracket, get wicked, close bracket, end up in my monthly playlist if Spotify's algorithm put it into my Discover Weekly? Well, yes it would. As I said, this is one of the songs I want to played at to my funeral. Now and now we are at the end of another nostalgia trip. If you've enjoyed listening to me ramble on, please subscribe to get notified when I release new episodes. I'm on all the socials, so check me out there. Thanks for listening to Lost in 12 Inches. I'm Michael, and as I always say, testicles.